Hey, David Allen here from Confession Radio and the Podcast Whisperer. I am so excited today to tell you guys about Anchor. Anchor Anchor.fm gives you all the tools that you need to create your own podcast. And the best part, it's free. You can monetize from it. You have creation tools that allow you to record, edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. And it will distribute as well to all the major podcast websites, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of those amazing, amazing podcast platforms. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm today to get started. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Hello, Podcast Whisperer fans. This is David Allen. I want to say hello and thank you for still listening to the show. I have not forgotten about you, and I know you haven't forgotten about me. I wanted to come on and introduce this amazing interview that I did recently with another podcaster called A Drew Story. It's a great show with a great concept, and I was so excited about this interview. I asked him if I could post it on my show as well, and he so graciously agreed. So what you're about to hear is an interview with me with another podcaster called A Drew Story. So make sure you check him out. And don't forget, guys, Podcast Whisper is still up and going. I'm getting around to doing some more podcast reviews for you guys. I'm so excited that you're excited. Everybody's just so excited. So don't forget, ReviewMyPod.com is the website to get your show on for review. ReviewMyPod.com. And I just cannot wait to hear your podcast. Listen closely, and you'll hear the sound of the Podcast Whisperer. David Allen challenges you to learn what it takes to be a world-class podcaster, because everyone has a story to tell. David Allen, welcome to A Drew Story. Thank you. Thank you. How are you, sir? I'm very good. Very good. How are you? Um, it's it's uh, relatively late over there compared to here in Australia. Nice and Nice and early here, but late over there. Yeah, well, it's about 8 p.m. my time. So it's just, as we were talking before the show, these these time zones kill me. It's crazy that I'm talking to you in the future. So how is how is Wednesday going to go for me? Uh, it's not too bad. It's a, it's a decent weather. Okay. Um, so it's summer over there, so it should be pretty good for you. All right, hopefully. good. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to know that. I'll, I'll sleep easy tonight knowing tomorrow's going to be great for me, so... <laughs> uh, just before we jump into the meat of the show, I've got three icebreaker questions for you, just so myself and the audience can get to know you a bit better. Sure. So if you were to designate one day of the week to eating only one type of food for the rest of your life, what would it be? So in other words, that's basically what's your favorite food? <laughs> uh, my favorite food, you know, I'm such a plain Jane type of person. I, I'm really, I just love like bacon cheeseburgers. That's my favorite food and it shows, but mm. I don't know. I there's just <laughs> something about it that I, I love the, I, I can eat those all day, every day. Mm. No, I, I, I agree too. I, I'd probably go, I'll probably go pizza. I think there's nothing wrong with a pizza night once a week. Everybody loves pizza. I knew I, I kind of had a feeling mm. you were going to say that. Everybody says pizza. That's why I was like, man, yeah. I think bacon cheeseburger is my favorite. Mm. Or, or, or Chinese. I reckon Chinese would go well once a week. Oh, yeah. That's always good. You can never go wrong with Chinese. 
Yeah. I don't know. It, it, might, it might be a bit hard on the guts, though. So maybe once a fortnight. <laughs> maybe once a fortnight for Chinese. <laughs> and see, and, and you said something about the day of the week. I, I would designate that till Monday because that's my most stressful day, you know. So going back to work, mm. having the weekend off, and just, you know, oh, just, yeah. So it does your head in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, I thought this question would be funny to ask a podcaster. So are you a listener or a talker? Oh God, I'm a, I'm a talker. And that's, that's the problem. When I go on other people's <laughs> shows, like I'm so used to being the one interviewing. So when I'm in the interviewee, sometimes it flips on accident where I'm then interviewing on their own show. It's kind of funny. Mm. I've actually, I've actually had that in my own show where like I've had like someone else who runs their own podcast and I sort of like, I feel them sort of taking over the hosting seat. I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it just yeah. happens. It's just because, you know, who we are, you know, and mm. we're so used to doing in our own show is that when you're talking to somebody else who does the same thing you do, you know, it just kind of meshes. So, mm. well, if you want to take over the hosting seat, just uh, organically feel free. I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> All right. this is going to be a pretty laid back conversation. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was a, a funny question because I would probably, say I'm more of a listener than a talker. And I know, I know that's weird if I'm hosting my own podcast, but um, when someone's talking and they're talking their story, I'm just sort of just nodding there going, yeah, yeah, that's interesting, that's interesting. Then I'll ask another question and I'll keep going again. And yeah, that's how I'd sort of describe myself. But Isn't that the mm. way communication should work though? Because there's nothing worse Surely. than when someone like cuts you off or you're trying to get a point across and they, you, the moment you take a, like a millimeter second breath, they jump in on you. Oh, it makes me nuts. So don't, don't lose that skill. Yeah, okay, I won't. <laughs> and uh, last question from me. Would you rather have a rewind button or a pause button on your life? Ooh. I see. I, I never look back. So I would say a pause mm. button would be better for me because, you know, I, I can't change what has happened. Um, even with a rewind button, do, you know, the real question is do I want to change what happened? So I would say pause because I, I really don't, I don't really want to change anything. Otherwise, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Mm, absolutely. I wouldn't want to rewind either. Like thinking back and imagine imagine having to rewind and like you're doing this week at work again. You're doing mm -hmm. like just you might be able to go back to like a childhood memory. Like, oh, this is fun. But then like you've got to like repeat everything and it takes like the surprise out of it. Yeah. And why would you want to yeah. go through pain again on purpose? You know, so. Yeah, exactly. And if you could pause, you'd be like, all right, I'm uh, doing something fun. I'm at a water park or something. You just pause it. You can run around, do what you want, have fun. Or maybe if you're editing a podcast late at night, you're like, oh, I don't want to go to bed so late. So you can just hit the pause button, do the editing. You know, you go to bed at 8 o'clock at night. You know, you're all good. <laughs> yeah, the, the cool thing about pausing too is that you can pause in a moment and really reflect. And, and you know, I, I can't, like, I'm, I'm very witty and I, I'm a very quick thinker, but there's sometimes when people catch me off guard and I really want to answer something and then they walk away. I'm like, damn, I should have said that instead. Hmm. Yeah, I th like yeah. From my point of view, it's pretty obvious you want a pause button. But someone might really want to go back and fix something in their past that they aren't so proud of, or yeah. relive something. So yeah, but that's what makes us who we are. That's why I, I choose the pause because I I don't want to go back to that. You know, I, I made my mistakes. I did what I did, and I needed to learn from it. So if you hit rewind, mm. you'll never learn, right? Yeah, true. Well, you might learn, but that's why you want to go back because you've learned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. And I've, I've just got a question, uh, another question for you, which is basically a question for me. Uh, if you could ask me any question to get a 100% honest answer, well, what would you ask me? So I would ask, what in life is beautiful to you and where do you find inspiration? Like, what is the inspiration for this particular moment that we're in right now? 
Well, for this, uh, basically, I love podcasts. I, li- I love listening to podcasts. And when I'm listening to something outside of something I'm knowledgeable on, like I listen to a lot of gaming podcasts. I listen to like a lot of tech podcasts. But I've got a few podcasts which are just like, you know, random topics each week. And when it comes up on my feed, I'm like, that's really quite interesting you learn about it something you would would have never typed into google nothing you would have probably looked out in your local community and i thought it would be great to sort of provide that for other people and uh, meet new people and yeah just bring uh, interesting stories to people's feeds and um some, something for myself too something that's not just uh, based on uh you know a brand or anything like that I think that's the beauty of podcasting, though, is that you don't have to create a brand. You don't have to create, um, you know, a, a self-awareness. You're, you're offering information. We all have information, right? And we just need to find the resources. So we are offering that information, which is how we connect it, because of the information that I offer for other podcasters on my other mm. show. You know, so and it's, it's crazy how we just go full circle and connect with each other. Yeah, and it's like... Because I started off doing a Nintendo podcast and I met up with like lots of gamers and people who were into sort of Nintendo side of things and uh, it was great and I'm like, I want to just meet heaps of people. I don't want to just limit it to just a certain group. So that's why um, I sort of wanted to do one like this where I can, you know, anything I feel like talking about, I can discuss it with someone. And yours is the uh, House of Mario, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, that's what I thought. I remember that that podcast because I believe when I when I reviewed uh, Take My Tone, you were on mm. the house, you were on Take My Tone, and you were promoting the House of Mario. Yeah, yeah. So that that's how I found you as well, uh, Simon Blackburn. He was actually uh, on episode two of this show. We discussed uh, drumming and all that. Yeah, and yeah, that's how I found uh, yeah your podcast. So we'll, we'll jump into uh, I guess uh, your career as a as a podcaster. Um, you've been podcasting for over 10 years and you were, you started in radio. Um, so I, I want to start way back there. Um, what initially made you want to get into radio to, uh, you know, talk on, on the, on the waves and all of that? So it started with, I've always had a love for music when I was younger and, and I love telling this story because I, I can just, in my mind's eye, I see me sitting in front of my stereo. Now, mind you, my, my room was just filled with speakers, speakers I'd usually find in the garbage that I'd refurbish myself or I would take them apart and get them working. So I had all sorts of different, you know, speakers all over the, the room. And when these radio stations, you know, we didn't have the internet back in the day, you know, that's how old I am. And we, we couldn't reach out to the radio stations and say, or you would hope that you're the hundredth caller to ask, say, Tina Turner a question or, you know, shares on the radio or Madonna. And you, you, you know, you had one caller who can ask any question they want, but you had to call and it was busy, busy, busy. So I remember sitting there going, God, if I ever had my own show and I was talking to a celebrity, I would let everybody talk to them. So I decided hmm. that, and just from that point forward, I just re- I just remember being like I wanted to be a radio DJ. So a little small market radio station happened to call me up one day and was like, "Hey, we have a morning show opening. Um, do you do you want to do you want to give it a go?" And I was like, at this point, I was a board operator. I was in, I was in production, and I, I learned how to you know the, the behind the scenes inner workings of the radio station at that point. And I'm like, "Oh, sh- sure, we'll, we'll try it." And it was such a disaster my first day. It was so terrible. I couldn't read anything. I kept freezing. It was just, <laughs> it was just nuts. So then um, as time went on, I, started, I moved from my own morning show down to afternoons. 
And then I started emceeing uh, events, which led me into my podcast career. So I was in radio from about 2003 to 2009 when I first started podcasting. All right, yeah. So like four years in uh, in radio before you said, oh, all right, I'm going to do my own podcast. Yeah, and, and what how that came about was I was emceeing a wedding and uh, at the end of the wedding, the, the one of the, the the party, the people in the party came up to me and was like, hey, you know, you have such a great voice and such a great presence. You should be you should have your own TV show. And I'm like, huh, that's very interesting. So I remember getting in my car I called my friend Liz. I'm like, Liz, this lady told me I should be on TV. Yeah, yeah I told you that for years. I, I can't believe, you know, blah, blah, blah. She's like, you need to go home and Google how to, you know, get on TV. So I Googled it. And then that's, I started a blog talk radio. That's where my, my podcast started was in blog talk radio. And it just kind of took off from there. And, and this year is the 10th year. Um, cause the very first show I ever did was called get unleashed and it's 10 years old this year. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Um, cause like, I guess with your shows, you can, you can sort of tell they're very inspired by radio, that sort of calling aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, uh, like three of your shows have uh, like the calling aspect and confession radio. Um, that's all about sort of audience interaction as well. Like people submitting their podcasts and you go and check it out and have a, a snippets throughout it. Yeah. So I guess uh, what is um, with uh, Get Unleashed your your first podcast? How was a uh, how was that when you first started? It was it uh, did it come naturally after having uh, the uh, years in radio or um, was it still a, a fair bit to learn? There was still a lot to learn because even though I had the production part of things down, like the you know the, the radio imaging and 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 having the professional background to to produce a, a nice intro and things, there was still a lot to learn with you know booking guests and making sure that they're there on time. And then we did everything through the phone line, so I didn't even have the proper equipment at that time to mm. do it. And my friend Liz, who was co-hosting with me at the time, kept telling me, oh, we need to upgrade. We need to. No, Liz, it's not about the quality. It's about the quantity. You know, people don't care about how bad we sound. They just want to, because you know, we talked to, to big celebrities back then. It was so easy hmm. to contact them. It still is. But, and now it's it's a little bit different. But so learning that, as you hear in, in podcast whisper that, you know, quality is definitely number one because your ears are not forgiving. When I list, I still have the archive of, of those shows from back in the day. And every so often I'll run through them just to kind of go down memory lane, as, as we said earlier, hitting the rewind button and just mm. understanding like where I came from and where I'm at today and, and how easy it is to do it, though. That's that's what blows my mind. Yeah, because I, like I started podcasting mid 2017 and I guess that that sort of that was uh, the start of like the real uprise of podcasts. Uh, it's becoming easier to record them, get them on an RSS feed, and get them out there. But back in 2009, what was the, what did the scene look like? Was it easy to get a podcast out there still, or was it um, a bit more work? Well, the first podcast actually hit in 2004, and it was actually by President Reagan, which is kind of funny. He he sent mm. one of his speeches out in a podcast, so it kind of dealt with that. The scene that I was dealing with then. Again, Blog Talk was its own little community, so we didn't have Facebook communities. We didn't have uh, the, the Twitter that was as big as it is today. Twitter existed, but it wasn't as as huge as it is today. Instagram definitely wasn't around, and neither was Snapchat. So those you know, helped develop the industry to what it is today. So I was really competing against just a very select few people who just decided, and celebrities hadn't want anything to do with it at the time. 
now everybody wants everything to do with it. But, um, mm. you know, so we all like, you know, so it was easy to contact celebrities like Oprah and Kathy Griffin and Cher and them because they were like, well, what the hell is a podcast? Let me see what this is about. And they'd come on, we'd have fun and we'd talk to them and, and that was it. So the scene was very light then and then it just started blowing up, you know, 2010, 2011, and then just kind of gaining to what it is today. And it's still, it's still making a huge wave. It's, it's not done yet. Mm. Like if you were looking to say, get Oprah or someone of like that, a uh, status of celebrity, um, now, would you, would you have uh, much hope or would it be, uh, pretty difficult? It's probably going to be a little difficult. I mean, when you're talking to someone in, in Oprah's stature or say RuPaul or, you know, of that statue, they're very intelligent human beings. So you really have to attract them with a quality than just saying, oh, God, I had Oprah on my show. I mean, you better mm. go at Oprah with some well thought out questions and some well thought out conversations because she will shut you down. Uh, and and yeah. I know that because I, I had a friend who spoke with her. And the, right in the middle of the interview, she was like, oh, wait a minute, I'm, I don't understand. How did you even get this interview? Like, and it was so oh. embarrassing and, and oh, embarrassing for him because when you talk to anybody, really, even even talking to you, like, you know, I have respect for your show. I'm going to deliver as much quality content as I can. We should all be very mindful of who we're contacting. But everything, everybody's hopeful now. I mean, it's a simple email to their publicist to say, hey, you know, I have the show. I think it'd be a perfect fit. And then that from that point forward, they'll decide, you know, whether it, it's a good fit for them or not. Mm. Yeah, because when I think about uh, getting people on, I often think about like if they've already got their own show, uh, what's something they can you know bring to my show, which they like aren't going to be talking about on their show, for example, like because yeah. like they already have their show. They have their listeners listening to to their podcast. Why? Uh, why do they need to come onto my podcast to you know say the same thing? So that's what? something I keep in mind. So you know, Oprah can talk about whatever she wants on her show, but if you, if you're going to talk about the exact same things and ask just a, I guess a basic questions, um, it's just about that the could conversation be a issue. Yeah, just be the conversation. I mean, and that's a hundred percent correct. That's what they're thinking too. So you know, by mm. Oprah coming on, say Confession Radio, or even you know a Drew story, by Oprah coming onto your show, what value is that going to add for her and and any celebrity for that matter? Um, you know, I've I've spoke to Dolly Parton, I've spoke to Taylor Dane, I've spoke to Crystal Waters, and they all ask the same thing: What is in it for me? Pretty much. So they're either promoting something. Um, you know, they're not going to have just normal conversations because of their, obviously their, their daily work life is, is so crazy to begin with. So when they're on their off time, they're just not going to be like, yeah, let me just go on this podcast and have a two hour conversation with somebody. <laughs> yeah. And I guess uh, if, if someone does ask you that conversation, someone you're trying to get onto your show, uh, what, what do you say? What, what do you say? Like, uh, whether it's, uh, oh, I've got this many listeners and they might be interested in your book or. Uh, we can talk about this. This is something you uh, don't often discuss on your uh, platform. Yeah, it's usually around something that they're promoting. So uh, like Taylor Dane, for instance, I have a conversation coming with her because she has a new song, a new single out. And we talk about that. But then I kind of intertwine some of the stuff that I wanted to know. Again, I'm, I'm flashbacking to the kid when I was sitting in front of the stereo. The, the DJ was interviewing her, but wasn't asking the questions that I wanted to know. So my interviews are a little bit different with these with these uh, celebrities because we already know who they are. We already know what they do, but we don't know how they do it. We don't know what the inspiration is. And I try to bring up just like 
uh, the Take My Tone uh, podcast, which I think is absolutely brilliant. It, mm-hmm. You know, they they battle each other on on different types of songs. It's it's so brilliant because you're listening to something completely different. We already know their mainstream stuff, but what we don't know is the B-sides to those. What we don't know is that there's a whole other album that you didn't even know existed that had such much better music on it. You know, so that's kind of how the, the approach that I take. I try to dig out the information that nobody has ever asked before. Yeah, for sure. And like what I really like about Simon's show is like if if you like one of the songs, Simon will often mix the uh, the theme of the show with the other song as well. So you might discover another song similar to that um, based on its themes or even just the sound. Right. It's it's a brilliant concept. I mean, he he was one of my favorite uh, reviews that I did on Podcast Whisperer. I mean, he was it was it was so brilliant. The whole thing was just I, I couldn't believe it when I heard it. I was like, this is great. This is absolutely great. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm sure he'll be, when he listens to this, he'll be uh, smiling <laughs> with glee. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. But yeah, and, and I love your concept here, this conversation that we're having too. You know, I mean, this doesn't happen a lot. It's two people just connecting, having a conversation. And I, I think a podcasting is, is it, this is what it's about. But I think we've gotten into the realm of about me, 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 instead of, you know, other people and helping the community and, podcasting is such a, it's there's a lot to go around for everybody it doesn't need to be a solitary thing mm. yeah because like i know a lot of people the, i guess the question i ask myself is if i'm going to be doing an episode you know talking about nintendo game or getting a guest on for this show i always just think about you know is it going to be positive for the person listening to it is it is someone going to get something out of it is it or is it just going to be I don't want to don't want to waste people's time. Is basically what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Sure. And and you know you're never wasting anybody's time because they're going to decide whether they want to listen again or not. And that's that's the big mm. challenge. They'll listen to the first episode, maybe even the second, third if you're lucky. Hooked if you get them on the fourth. You know. So it just really depends on the content and what that listener at the time is looking for. So I don't want you to be discouraged and say, oh well, you know, I'm just I, I want to add value. Get your message out there because somebody somewhere needs to hear that message, you know, and that's that's the lesson I've learned through all these years of podcasting is that even though your message might not sound like something that you wanted to hear, but somebody out there needed to hear that. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it as well. Yeah. Nice po- positive uh, outlook on uh, <laughs> your, your content. Yeah. I guess uh, like you said uh, about um what you've learned, what are some of the struggles you've gone through in your 10 plus years on radio and podcasting? What were some of the, the things you found difficult or what were some of the things you found real easy and just jumped straight into? So the, the difficult thing I think is expectations. We have to manage them. Uh, you know, when we launch a podcast and, 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 uh, you know, anchor and red circle and all these free hosting sites have are to blame for this. I see this all the time on these Facebook communities and it makes me laugh because we we automatically launch a podcast and we think, oh, great. First episodes out there. Wow, I only have like four listeners. What what happened here? You know, thinking that, oh, and oh, I've been podcasting for two weeks and I still don't have a sponsor. And it's like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> slow down here. You know, wait a minute. That's not how this works. Like I've been doing this for 10 years and I barely have sponsors. Are you kidding me? So I think the the biggest struggle that we have, and, and myself as well, is managing expectations because I want to launch something and I want it to be hugely successful right out the gate. Podcasting, unless you have some serious financial backing, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to, I make a, a good bit now, 10 years later. That's, mm. you know, through the years, struggling 
and promoting and struggling and promoting, you know, and now I'm, I'm podcast coaching a lot of people too, which is how the podcast whisper concept was born. So I have three clients that I work with now that I'm helping, you know, from, from ground zero to launch to, you know, monetization. And that's what we need to really, really set our expectations clear when we're going into this for the first, maybe six months to a year, you're not going to make anything off this, you know, Anchor will give you a couple of sponsors here and there that'll pay you maybe 10 bucks. It feels good, but there's a whole lot more to be made than that. And podcasting is just an anchor to your ship. Your ship is going to be your brand. So whatever that brand looks like, authors don't get paid by the books they sell. They get paid by the appearances that they make. They get paid by their signings, their readings. Same thing with musicians. They don't get paid off the music that they put out on CDs or iTunes or anywhere else. They get paid from their concerts and everything else. So those are just the anchors to their ship. Same thing with podcasting. This is just the beginning of your brand. What's next after podcasting? How can you use podcasting to your advantage? Mm, yeah, absolutely. Like uh, um, when I started podcasting, it was just purely for fun. I uh, I knew going into it, it's a you know a tough uh, a tough <laughs> thing to get into, like get listeners. And um, two and a bit years on, with uh, you know we get probably 150 listeners a week and like just thinking about 150 people in a room listening to you, mm-hmm. like absolutely stoked with, with that. But like you hear some stories thinking like, oh, they're going to put up two episodes and you're going to get, you know, a hundred listeners straight away or a thousand listeners or so, like something silly or unrealistic like that. Um, yeah, it, it, it might be a bit disheartening if you, if you're going into it thinking you're going to like, be rich from it or something. Sure. And it's, it is possible. I mean, I'm not saying it's probably mm. look at John Lee Dumas. I mean, but again, with John Lee Dumas though, he started around the same time I did and it took him to the 10 year mark to get where he's at today. You know, he's, he's making a good living off of what he's doing, but it's not just about the podcast though. He has a journal, he has coaching, he has podcast paradise, which is a club that you join that, you know, is elite podcasters and things like that. And what's even more frustrating now, though, is we have these celebrities who already have the backing, who already have the financial assistance they need and the marketing behind them to make it number one, new and noteworthy and all that stuff, putting us who have real quality content to the bottom of the list. So that's and now these these listeners, how they consume their podcasts are digging through these these millions of, of podcasts to find us. So. I say just be grateful for the 200 you get a week because that's or the 150 mm. you get a week because that's 150 more that you didn't have before you launched. Absolutely, yeah. And I, I just I I am very thankful for everyone that uh, takes their time out of, out of out of their week to uh, tune in and listen. Yeah, because it will it'll build up. As time goes on, it'll build up. I mean, when I started Get Unleashed, I couldn't tell you how many listeners I had because we didn't have analytics back in the day when I started. So I couldn't <laughs> tell you how many people were listening. Um, but I know today, like Confession Radio has been around for about three years now, four years. And I average about 100,000 listeners a month. Um, but that wasn't like that, though. That's all the years of the struggles and, and everything else that I, I, that I went through to get there. But I'm so grateful, even if it was just one, because I know I'm helping that one person. Cause again, your message matters and mm. don't go by your numbers, go by your feeling. Like I call passion a liar. Passions. It's just a liar. You got to go by your energy. What wakes you up in the morning? Do you feel good when you wake up in the morning and go, God, I want to do a podcast today. I want to talk about this. Or are you taking notes when you're walking around or in your day job, you're taking notes going, I, Oh, I should do a, a topic about this. 
That's the energy that you need and to understand that that will only grow because this will reinvent itself throughout the years. As you do your podcast and you grow with it, it'll probably change form, it'll change names, it'll change everything, but eventually at some point it'll find something that's going to stick with you. Mm, yeah, for sure, because like when we first started podcasting for the House of Mario, um, we just did like a, a normal show, I guess, you know, pretty run-of-the-mill, but we we ended up adding skits to it, we ended up doing different segments and stuff, and it just sort of grew as we grew with it. Um, so that that's basically what I'm with this show. I'm just like, oh, I'm not going to like set it in stone what it is. It's going to evolve as sure. as I sort of figure out what I really enjoy and what I want it to be. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Confession Radio started out uh, on a show called uh, Living Unleashed. Actually, it was a spinoff to Get Unleashed because uh, I sold uh, Get Unleashed to Sirius XM, which is a whole other category. But Living Unleashed, it was a little five minute vignette that was somebody writing in a problem and I would talk to him about their problems. And then it kind of turned into its own thing. And it was Confessions with David Allen and it's Confession Radio with David Allen. Now it's Confession Radio because I open it up to the public. I want to hear what they have to say. So it's not just me giving advice. It's so many other points of view. Mm. Yeah. So Confessions Radio, what, uh, what year did you start uh, officially doing that as its own podcast? Confession Radio is four years old, so 2015. 2015, yeah. Yeah. And, like, that that's a really interesting show, just having, like, little um, small bite bites of audio, people bringing in their own stories, and it's just people from all walks of life. And and you said you wanted to be able to help people, get, get people's messages out there. Um, so what's a... What's it been like doing that show? I dare say hearing everybody's stories, whether it's been through like the ones that have made the air, the ones that haven't made the air. But I, I could only imagine how much you've learned from just doing confession radio. It was the best decision. I, I always wanted to be a, like a therapist or psychologist when I grew up, but I just didn't really, I don't have the patience to go through school. So <laughs> I, I have always was told that I, I give great advice. So when confession radio was born, it was out of out of love for other people and what they have going on in their lives. I mean, I, I've been I've been through life. You've been through life. You know, we've all been through it. We just don't know how to to put it into words, how to help other people. And when I decided to do it, it was just me giving advice. And then I was like, this is so boring. Like, this is ridiculously boring. Like, it's just me talking about, you know, you should do this. You should do that. So then I decided, I'm like, I'm just going to change this a little bit. So I started reaching out to people on Reddit and, and social media networks, Facebook and Twitter and things, and just asking like, hey, is anybody interested in helping answer some of these problems? And the, it was like an overwhelming response. So now, I mean, I get about 10,000 emails a week of just just constant, you know, people <laughs> have problems. And then now I get another, I, I can't say 10,000, but a, a lot of other emails are people wanting to to read the confession. So it's hard for me to decipher and try to get, because my goal was to get to all of them, of course, but that's not going to happen um, just due to, to, you know, restraints and stuff. And I try to keep it going every day. Then I introduced a segment called This Is My Story. And This Is My Story is such a, a heart-wrenching, gut-wrenching thing because it starts with like the terribleness, but then it ends up where they talk about how they made it through. So in a five to seven, eight-minute segment, you're going through this person's journey, and it's just so amazing the resilience that we have as people. Um, you know, the, the one that stands out to me is Marcus. He walking home with a friend. Some guy hit him. A drunk driver hit him. 
he wound up in his windshield, lost like his arms, his legs. It was just a mess. Five years later, he, you know, he recouped from that. And he, when he was telling me his story, he was crying about it, but it was so great. It was such a great story. Like, you know, how great the human spirit is. So I've learned a lot from that show that, and it's funny because like sometimes I'll read these confessions, like a lady talking about her husband buying her flowers and she's asked him not to do that because they die and she would rather have something else. And I'm like, we just talked about this guy who got hit and is drug you know, down the street, you know, but you're, you're pitching about flowers. What is going on right now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's a whole, it's all over the spectrum. It really is. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that it's really eye opening when like you're hearing a story like from, from Marcus where, you know, we, we have things in our own day where, you know, we struggle with and all that, but he- hearing something like that and like many more stories where it's just like, you know, I need to really take advantage of uh, what's going well for me and sort of try and work on what's, uh, what isn't going so well. And like a lot of the time, you know, you can, there is a way to fix some, some problems or some, some of our confessions that, that we have. Um, and your show really, really highlights it well, I think. Thank you. Yeah, I try to do that. I try to not make it sound like it's like, you know, someone bitching or it's it's just, a, you know, a ranting show. I try to make it in a, in a way that, you know, you're getting valuable information from people because mm. there's nothing worse than when you're in the situation, right? So you can't see yourself in that situation. So it's getting an outsider's perspective. And now the, the drawback, though, or the con with confession radio is we only have the information that is presented to us. So whatever that person puts in that email, we can't ask any additional questions. So we have to take it for face value. There are so many times, even even the confession readers, as I like to call them, had said, I, I wish I can ask this person a couple more questions. I just need to know a little bit more information. Hmm. Man. I wonder if there would be a way to do that sort of. I don't know if you could do – how would you handle that? You could do like a follow-up episode or you could put the story up before it gets published and that gives people an opportunity to record questions or something. Yeah, well, we've had we've had mm. the listeners uh, who wrote in before. Like when, when the confession reader says that, you know, I'm not sure, I, I need some more information, they'll reach out and then they'll have a private conversation. I've had many connections like that um, where, you know, uh, Paul Cram would read an email – from somebody and he's, he'll give his best advice. And he goes, I hope that helps, but you know, I'd like to know more. And then the, the listener, the person who actually submitted it would reach out to Paul and they would have a, an offline private conversation. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, one of the things I really enjoy about the show as well is just sort of, um, how it's produced. So it's, uh, you know, it's roughly to three to five minutes, uh, most of the episodes and, like listening to it, you've got the music in the background and this like the way it's produced, like it just really pushes that emotion forward. And I guess one of the things I love most about podcasting is it really leaves a lot up to the imagination. So, you know, us talking at the moment, people don't know, maybe well, they might not know what we look like and they're sort of imagining us maybe in a room, maybe at our computers, whatever it might be. But when you add that bit of music and that really heartfelt story, you can really visualize um, what the person might be feeling. And I think that's such a powerful thing for podcasting, whether it's a, whether it's just getting information across or telling a really passionate story. Um, and I think your podcast, especially being able to, uh, you know, get through a couple of episodes maybe on the way to work, and that is really, really good. 
Yeah, it's it's called theater of the mind. I, I learned that years mm. ago where, you know, I, I my friend Liz and I, we used to podcast together. Like I said, the Get Unleashed, Live It Unleashed. And um, we would act as if we're sitting in the studio together, even though we were like seven states apart. So it, it yep. would be like, oh, Liz, what are you wearing today? What What is wrong with that dress? How are you? And, and just the theater of the mind. So when you listen to the show, you would really think, like you just said, we're sitting, you know, you, the people probably think we were sitting across from each other. But that's the beauty of today's technology, though. I mean, that's the blessing of today's technology is that I could talk to anybody across the world. Now, back in 2009, I couldn't do this because you had to pay. You know, there would be like a long distance charge or something like that. So we had to pay for this this usage and, and things like that. But now everything is just so available to you. And I think that's why another reason that podcasting's taken off the way it is, is because it's so easy to do and it's so inexpensive to do now. Mm. Yeah, apart from um, just paying your subscriptions and uh, microphones. But apart from that, you're all set to go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's why I said, I mean, anchors free, red circles free, but you know, keep in mind when you, when you host for free, you get what you pay for. So, mm. you know, so I, I always recommend people start there, you know, and cause they do offer sponsorships. They do offer, you know, some, some coaching and things like that. I always say, I recommend starting there. And then if this is something you want to do or you want to continue to do, then move to like a Lipson or a Podbean or something like that, because there's nothing worse than pod fading and and that's that's what's happening too all these shows are are ramping up and they're doing great and then they just drop you know because unfortunately again goes back to managing our expectations we thought mm. that we were going to be making a million dollars in the first month and we made a dollar you know so that's not going to pay the bills yeah i sure i'm sure a lot of people sort of work out like you know doing this once a week or once a month or whatever they decide on is actually a fair bit of work once you uh try and get it out you know once a once a week on one certain day yeah and and not only that but let's talk about you know the the production of it i mean you know my show confession radio is a seven day a week show so my two days off of work if i'm not interviewing about the show or i'm not doing people sending me their raw files i have to edit them produce them put them together schedule them and then the social media on top of that so i'm a one band one band show here so i'm a one man show so a lot of that falls into time too because you have other things you have going on you know so this turns into a labor of love because you're like you know i got errands to run i got things to do but oh crap i gotta get my show out too so you know balancing that and and that goes back to you know me saying are you willing are you will your 12 hour days now turned in 14 hour days because you have to edit those shows mm, yeah uh let's move on to the, the podcast whisperer so this is how i found out about you um through obviously uh, the episode you done on Take My Tone when Simon shared the episode. Yes. And was this just a, I guess, a natural evolution of wanting to help people and also being passionate passionate about podcasting? So uh, you wanted to help people uh, better their podcasts? Yeah. It, it, as, I, it, as it grew, as the podcasting uh, community grew, uh, it, it evolved from A, help, wanting to help people, like you'd said, and B, it, it really evolved from seeing the expectations and, oh, I've been doing this for a week and I'm not making any money. Hey, Anchor, where's my sponsor? And, you know, and then listening to some of the shows and, you know, this, the shameful part, there are some brilliant shows out there and, and Simon does an amazing job producing his show too. I mean, his show sounds great. And I love the fact that, you know, he plays the clips, he's everything. And all the people, there was one show that I, that I reviewed that I took a little flack for, but I was okay with it that just didn't really care. Like, 
what people have to understand is when you submit it to me and I decide that I want to review it, you're going to get the good, the bad, and the ugly. I mean, that's what you're, you're submitting it for to begin with, right? So I came up with the idea because of, of my years of, of experience that no one's helped me through the years, but I wanted to say, you know what, I, I want to help other people. I really do because that's what I think the podcasting community should be about. It's not about me, 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 and what I'm making. It's about how can we help each other be better at what we do. So that's how that idea came about. Mm. Yeah, because like, yeah, when I found it, Michael, because I've listened to like plenty of podcasts where like, and this is a podcast about podcasts. This is what you need to do. You need to get the microphone. You need to, you know, sign up to SoundCloud or Lipson or you, you know, like you need to do this. But actually, having like, here is an example. And here is something you can do to uh, improve it, or this is something you need to do. This is what every show needs to needs to strive for with this uh, short intro or whatever it might be. I found that really useful. And when sort of like deciding what this show was going to be, I listened through all the episodes you had available, and I'm like, all right, so I need to I need to make sure my intro doesn't go too long. <laughs> I need to maybe figure out an interesting way to introduce the guest each week. That'll be a fun thing. That's something I picked up from you. And yeah. Um, yeah. I, I found it re- like really useful. And, um, cause you took a, you took a month, you took a, you've taken a couple of months off the show, haven't you? And I sort of like noticed it wasn't coming off my podcast feed. I'm like, Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> what again, life got in the way. Um, you know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of, uh, with, with picking up the, the coaching of the clients because of podcast whispered, honestly. Um, and then, you know, working my normal nine to five and stuff, it's, it's been quite busy. And, and that show particularly is a huge amount of time because I have to, first of all, when you submit it to me, the show, I go through the ones that I find interesting. And, and, and when I, when I started this, I said to myself, I'm going to start listening to stuff that I don't find interesting. Cause maybe I can learn something from that. And that's how, you know, it, well, music's always been. So Simon show, which just kind of called out to me, but other shows that I've, I've reviewed like the porno plots and things like that. I thought that was humorous as hell. Um, <laughs> yeah. so I had to take some time off. I'm, I'm, I plan on relaunching it. It's just because it's such a time-consuming project, I have to listen to some of the episodes, if not all of them, depending on how many you have. And then I have to take notes of everything, of, of what I found and what I didn't find. And then, like you said, I use the clips as well because I am a product of example. I have to be shown what to do. Show me once, I'll usually pick it up twice on a rare occasion. So if you show me, I'm probably going to do it better than if you tell me. You know, it's like the person who can read a book and tell you about it. If I read a book, I couldn't tell you a damn thing about it because I just don't have the attention span for that. But if you show it to me and give me an example of what you're talking about, that's how I did Podcast Whisper. And like I said, I I took flack for the one show. I can't remember the name of it. It was the very last episode that I did. And it just was so bad. It was just so, so bad. But it was a great example of somebody who's really invested in their podcast, let's say like Simon or yourself, and then somebody who just really wasn't and would just make all these awful noises and just do stupid <laughs> shit. And they got mad at me because they were like, well, if you don't like the show, you don't have to attack. I'm not attacking anybody. You came to me, you asked me to review it, so I chose it, I reviewed it. You just don't like what I had to say. And that's okay, because that's you know that's what makes us human. We, we have that debate. But just understand when I review the show, I'm coming from my perspective as a, not only a podcast consumer, but also a podcast expert who's been doing it long enough to be able to say to you, this sucks. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I do remember that because most of the uh, the shows you are quite uh, quite nice, I guess, uh, <laughs> without a better way to put it. Like, uh, you know, you might say, you know, this needs a bit of work, but this is great. This is awesome. But, yeah, that one stood out because you're just like, yeah, this show isn't very good at all. It just and, was, like, I love the honesty. Yeah, and, and that's what I, tr- I try to bring that because we need that. If I'm constantly nice and I pick out the nice episodes, we're not going to learn anything, right? So I have to pick out something that's going to be so terrible that I could say this is what not to do. It's like becoming a manager. You know, when you get that promotion at work, the first thing I think about is I don't want to be like the the previous manager. I don't want to be like the people who mistreated me. Same thing here. We're all striving to become something and something better. Our ears are not forgiving. When you when you put that nonsense in your ears, they're not going to forgive you for that. No. <laughs> So, um, but I'm coming back. I promise it, it, it it's coming back. I just, I got to, <laughs> I got some things I got to work through first. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, there's, there's no point rushing it. Just get it out there when, uh, when you're feeling really good and passionate about it. But the good news is that the stuff's timeless. I mean, you're still listening to it, which is great, you know, and I know I'm still getting some, some downloads on it as well. So people are still listening to it. They're, they're discovering the content and the content is so timeless that you know anybody can listen to it at any time and still get valuable information out of it mm. yeah because i know like with uh with the nintendo podcast like most weeks we try to cover you know what happened that week or the news or whatever but sometimes we try to like make a timely episode so then you know it can still gain traction even maybe years down the track mm-hmm. and we have noticed that too like a, uh you might get a, like a huge like a, a bigger surge in one week if you cover like the big thing that week. But if you do like a, I guess in a more evergreen topic, it will slowly trickle, trickle out through the next couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you, yeah. that's, that's again, that's the beauty of podcasting. And see in 2009, we didn't have the archiving feature that we do now. So we, when we did get unleashed, it was live. So we had the people who were listening had to catch it Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Because if they didn't catch it, they missed it till next week. So we mm. didn't have that feature where you could listen to it whenever you wanted to. <laughs> yeah, because I guess it's just that was just online radio more or less back then rather than, uh, I guess, your traditional podcast now. Yeah, because there was no storage. There was no hosting. Yeah. There was no RSS feeds. <laughs> there, you know, that stuff didn't exist when, when it started rolling out. And then when I decided to leave uh, Blog Talk Radio and I went to Lipson for a while, um, that's when I started really. I'm like, oh, my God, you can listen to this stuff whenever you want. What? I don't have to do this live? You know, so it was great. Yeah. <laughs> takes takes a bit of the stress out of it. Yeah. yeah, it does. Because, you know, again, even in here, if, like you say, if you say, oh, I'm going to edit this out, we can do that. You know, that that's the beauty mm. of this. You don't have to be perfect, but you don't have to be sloppy either. Yeah, absolutely. Um, w- when you do review a show, how many episodes, like you say, you might listen to them all if, if, uh, if there's uh, not many or whatever. But if, if, say, there's a podcast which has been out for a couple of years, there's 100 plus episodes um how many episodes would you listen to before you're like all right i think i know this show and i'm gonna uh review it on the podcast whisperer so it really depends uh how long the episodes are i always go with uh, episode one just to see where they were 
and then kind of the middle of the ground to see how far they've come and then current, the most current episodes. So I'd say about three to five episodes, depending. And again, if they're like, you know, an hour long, two hours long, of course, I have to kind of skim through it to find the best of. But really what I'm looking at is their description. I'm looking at their website. I'm looking at the guests that they've had on. Uh, the, the one thing that's driving me absolutely mad and it, it just it's just driving me crazy is when for some odd reason, I don't know why, and I still don't have an answer to this, is when podcasters are labeling their episode, they they label it either episode like 001 or ESP001, <laughs> and it's taking away from your title. So I can't see what the hell that show is about. You know? <laughs> so it's like, I have Actually, to listen this, to it. This was one thing when you were talking about it on your show, because I do it for the House of Mario. Um I guess why I do it is just at, I put it at the end so it's not in the way of the actual title. You can still see the title. It doesn't get cut off. That's good. But um, basically two reasons. I like the look of it. I, I just prefer it saying episode whatever so people can easily look at it. And on because uh, I host that podcast on SoundCloud and SoundCloud doesn't actually let you put in the iTunes tags. Ah. It's missing that feature, which is ridiculous. But ah. that's what it is. So um if you're if uh, it's being hosted on SoundCloud, you can't put you know the tag in there. So, but have you uh, looked at it on iTunes? <laughs> I'm going to look at it right now. House of Mario. I'm going to look at your episodes right now on iTunes. Uh, that's where I get most of it uh, from, by the way. So on iTunes, it shows one, two, three, four. It shows it in there. So you, there's no need for that episode whatever it is but you're smart about it though you at least put it at the end so it's it that's that's good because i can at least see you know nintendo episode uh the highs and lows the game we grew up with you know so i can actually see that so that's great but itunes automatically labels it for you that's what that's where my confusion set and when i was doing these episodes i'm looking at them like why why are we taking away from the the valuable little valuable space that we do have to begin with you know because as Mm. a consumer i'm looking through your your stuff now like Team Sonic Racing. Maybe I'm a Sonic fan. I'm like, oh, shit, I want to hear that episode. That's cool. It's about Sonic. Oh, Smash Brothers. Oh, okay, I play that. You know, now I can see what I want to listen to versus having to go through the entire library and try to figure out what I'm listening to. Yeah. No, I definitely get that as well. Like, I've, I've had a look at a couple of podcasts, and they do put it at the front. And you're like, it's episode uh, 24, but what do you talk about in episode 24? Right. You know? <laughs> right. And, yeah. and I get the tagging. I understand that. I understand where you're coming from with that, but it, at least in iTunes, I, I haven't really dug into like Spotify or anywhere else, but iTunes labels it for you. It's a one, two, three, four system. If you look at mm-hmm. it from a, a podcast consumer view, view, you'll see they're already labeled for you. Yeah. I, um, I use a, a podcast app called uh, pocket cast. Oh, okay. And, and in that it comes up like, you know, a show will come up and it will be titled episode. It will be titled episode one in its tag, but then some other podcast that's got no episode tag, huh. and I generally find that's because they are hosted on SoundCloud where that isn't a feature. Um, so let me ask you this then: Why SoundCloud versus somewhere else? Um, well, I started I started off with SoundCloud because it was the the cheaper option, and uh-huh. I already had a lot of experience with SoundCloud because. I, I listen to a lot of music and that on there, and um, I, like after a bit more experience, I was thinking maybe I should move it off of SoundCloud because um, a Drew story is hosted on Podbean because I went and I went to Podbean for this this show. Um, but I, I guess I just like SoundCloud for the House of Mario because we sort of integrate um, 
sort of user music at the back for our segment called Nintendo Jukebox. So I, I like having sort of the SoundCloud community involved with uh, that show. Um, but apart from that, it's just it's missing a couple of features, which is irritating. But um, yeah, I like it for the other aspects of uh, what they offer. Yeah, it's it's more so convenience, and I, and I understand that. I totally do. Mm. I, I get it. You know, it's it's convenience. You're used to it. You know, why why if it's not broke, don't fix it. You know, um, I do absolutely love your um, your logo art, though. That is that's brilliant. Whoever did that. <laughs> uh, we're really bl- uh, blowing smoke up Simon's ass this episode, but yeah, he's the <laughs> one who's done all my art for my podcast. Who's that, Simon? Yeah. Oh damn, he's so multi-talented. Look at this guy. He, no, he I'm is. seriously. It's, it's, I'm looking at your logo right now, and it's 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 great. And and kudos on on the listeners. I mean, you definitely have some listens. Look, did you see your iTunes upticks? It's great. The only thing I why don't you have any reviews? That's crazy. Oh, we do have some reviews there. Let's see. Oh, you have. Yeah, you do. You have one. It's okay though. It's on five House stars. of Mario. We've got That's like good. a thirty-five, I think. On iTunes. Oh, I know why. Because they're Australian. Australian iTunes and American iTunes are different. Oh, get out of uh, here. Are you serious? I didn't know that. Yeah, no, they are. Because, um, yeah, I don't know why. So, oh, on, that's on, interesting. If you're Australian, you'll go on there. You go, oh, yeah, there's 35. That's what I see when I go on there. But obviously in America, we've got we've got one listener that's gone and left a review. <laughs> that's interesting. I never knew that. See, I learned something. And this is why I do what I do. Because... It's just like the questioning of it, you know, so I, I don't like it when people get offended. I'm, I'm genuinely asking because I truly don't know the answer. And I, I certainly never try to portray that I know everything about everything because the purpose of podcast whisper is also to help me as well to get better in my game, you know. And so when I give people my thoughts and opinions, it's based on how I listen as a podcast consumer. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And it, it is a weird thing with iTunes, too, because you think uh you think it's like such a worldwide thing that it would just uh, sort of push it up the charts, but no, yeah, it's all integrated. It's all region based. I wonder. You know, it's funny you say that because, like, are, do you do you use Chartable like to track tra- track your numbers and analytics? No, no. Okay, so Chartable's it's a great resource. Uh, Chartable.com. It's free, and all you do is you integrate your pod your Apple Connect. Um, your podcast connect with through Apple. You log in there, and it tracks everything. Confession Radio mm-hmm. is number one in Bulgaria. <laughs> but okay. it's like 534 in the u.s it's so crazy like how that <laughs> happens <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's it's a great resource um and i'm, I'm looking at it right now because i wanted to see now I'm, I'm curious and uh it tells you how many times you've been charted and stuff like that but yeah i'm, I'm number one in uh, bulgaria in health and i'm number 228 in great britain in self-help so it breaks it down for you um, it even gives you your gender, your ages, where they're listening, how they're listening, um, all that. It's a, it's, and it's a totally free resource. So I would definitely check it out. Mm. Yeah. How do you, uh, how do you sort of, uh, when you look at your stats and you say like, oh, there's uh, people from this country or just, you know, the amount of listens overall, uh, how do you sort of use those stats? Do you, um, does that sort of influence what you might do in the future for future episodes or? Not really, because again, it's it's managing expectations. I mean, of course, I'd love to, you know, have you know a million listens, but I I know this kind of sounds weird, but I really don't pay attention to how many listens I have or where I'm at in the charts, because I firmly, wholeheartedly believe that the content that I'm putting out 
is something that people want to listen to or need to hear at that moment, um, whether it's now or it's in the future or they're listening to past episodes, you know, things like that. So I don't have my numbers don't have an influence of what I do. I do it purely out of the the energy that I get from it because I'm so excited about doing it to begin with. So the numbers mm. mean nothing to me. It's great that I have the numbers, but it means nothing in terms of like even with Podcast Whisper, like the traction I got on Twitter from from the the hosts and things and the feedback I've gotten from the hosts and and even other people such as yourself who's discovered me. This is what it's all about. This sparked a conversation for you and I and for a Drew story. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Um, I like because I guess a lot of the time with podcasting, like. I know, I know myself, I've been listening to podcasts for ages and some of my favorite podcasts, I listen to them, they're every Thursday, really excited, download it, put it on my iPod, go to school, uh, listen to it, that was great, but never say anything, never reach out to the person on Facebook or Twitter and say, great episode, really love it, keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I, I imagine a lot of people out there would be the same. So I guess with, uh, with podcasting, um, unless the person makes like a real effort to sort of say something to you they're not going to so uh what you're left with a lot of the time is just the stats yep um even your reviews you don't even get a lot of those even the reviews don't don't expect a lot of reviews either because people you know they're they're listening and and i'm sorry to cut you off but they're listening and the way you know they're listening is by your stats Hmm. yeah so i guess a lot of the time you sort of focus on them like oh How's it going in the first 24 hours and how's it going for the week? And like sometimes, like a lot of the time I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like I do aim for like a certain number a week. I'm like, that, that'll be good. That, that, that'll sort of show me that people aren't losing interest and just, uh, you know, going to something else or whatever. But um, yeah, that, that's something I struggle with. Not necessarily because uh, I'm like really expecting like real high stats, but just uh um, I guess uh, just getting that feedback, and like when when I do get something, someone on Twitter saying, "Oh, I listen to it. This is my this is my experience with said topic, or whatever." It's, you know, a lot of the time it makes my day. Sure, we're social beings. We want to know that we're doing something right. We want to know that you know that we're doing something that that's exciting somebody else, or you know things like that. And you can call for action for stuff like that. You know, like you can put it on Twitter. You know, did you guys hear this episode? You may get a couple of retweets. You may get a couple of likes. You know, things like that. But what I've learned in in my in my history though is that you know the stats speak for themselves, and. That to me is the validation enough to know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And even if I didn't have the numbers, I'd still do it because eventually at some point I will with success follows money. So when you're successful, you make money off of it. And that's that's kind of where I'm at. I'm, I'm becoming successful now because I'm listening to what other people are saying. I'm doing the other things. I'm listening to other people's podcasts. The best way to get on top of this market is to listen to your competitors and and Simon and you and and everybody else is a competitor of mine, right? We're all competing. We're all competing against each other to to put out quality content. Because I know I'm not the only one that reviews uh, other podcasts. I know I'm not the only one who's the self help uh, guru out there. But what I offer and what Drew offers and what Simon offers and what other people offers, Porno Plots offers, are totally unique to them. And the listener is going to decide where they want to go from there. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um- I know we sort of touched on it throughout the episode, but 
to someone who has never started a podcast, never, but like listens to this and might go, you know, I've got things to say. I'm passionate about this certain topic and I've got a friend I can rustle up maybe once a fortnight to talk into uh, a microphone. Uh, what would you sort of uh, suggest for them to get started and I guess someone to me who's been podcasting for a couple of years and has a, a bit more experience has started, um, has got a couple of shows at least uh, off the ground, uh, what would you recommend to uh, them as well? Again, it's very inexpensive now to do that. If you have a laptop, hell, you can even do it off your phone now. I mean, apps like Anchor and Red Circle and Podbean and things like that offer recordings right off your phone and you can edit them. You can add your background music. Um, there's a podcast that I listen to called The Cookie Effect and she literally just turns her voice recorder on and just speaks into her phone. But the shit that comes out of her mouth is so amazing. It's hysterical, <laughs> completely unedited. It is, you'll hear her drop her phone, you'll hear her get up and go to the bathroom and come back, but it's so raw and so unedited, it's so interesting. So my advice is just put it out there because you don't know what people want, you don't know what they need to hear at that time. And when they hear it, you'll, you'll know that you're doing the right thing. And as far as equipment goes, I mean, just Google on Amazon, USB microphone, get a cheap $35 microphone. Chances are you already have a laptop somewhere in the house, whether it's old or new. So everybody has a computer in their house at some point. Download Audacity. That's for free. Google tutorials on how to edit your stuff and start publishing. And then as you grow, which you will, because again, I started on a phone line. I was calling in from my cell phone. Now I have a full studio setup. But as you grow, this is going to be something that you're going to decide whether you want to do it or you don't want to do it. So the advice is just to put it out there and see what happens. Create yourself a Twitter, an Instagram, a, a Facebook, whatever you're into. The only the, the other advice I could offer, though, do not ask your friends or family to listen. They will never support you the way a true listener will support you. They'll give you the numbers initially. <laughs> they will give you the numbers initially, but they will not support you through your journey because... They're not there for your journey. You're going, to be, you're, you're going to be the only person marching in your band until you start getting the listeners who are interested in what you are putting out. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Like I remember when I started the House of Mario, I'm like, oh, you know, send, send uh, messages out, oh, leave a review, whatever. Mm -hmm. But unless they're, they're as uh, passionate about the subject as I am and all that, they're not going to, uh, yeah, tune in. And I sort of learned that. I'm like, I'm making this show for uh, other people that are in the same boat as me. And sure. even if they're good friends and they want me to succeed, they don't have the time. They don't have the whatever every week to sort of um, at least, you know, support, I guess. Sure. And that's just it. Mm. It's, it's they're not supporting it. And that's OK, because it's not something they're into. You know, I'm hmm. not everybody wants to hear me review other people's podcasts. So you've got to you've really got to cater to, you know, finding your niche, your avatar. There's a whole I, I mean, I have a whole like 10 step program on this. So you really, really just have to just put it out there for people who are in that niche, in that market that are that are needing to hear that information. And I keep saying that when I say needing to hear it. Everybody has a voice, everybody has an opinion, and somebody needs to hear that, whether it's going to help them, whether it's going to help them grow, it's going to make them feel bad, they'll feel something from it, and you'll get a reaction from that, and that is where you grow, whether it's good or bad, am I doing the right thing, am I doing the wrong thing, sorry, it's my opinion, so 
it'll screw your numbers up in the beginning because everybody's listening and they're leaving these reviews. And then two months down the road, all of a sudden your numbers are dipping and then you're not getting any more reviews. And you're like, oh, that's right. Cause that's my friends and family. Shit. Now I don't have any listeners. You know? <laughs> so yeah. don't ask your friends or family. Mm. Well, do you, I guess it's not, it's not so bad just getting the initial push, but um, I guess just for, for, for your own expectations, going back to that, like if you've got your expectations, say, oh, I've got 50 downloads in the next episode, you've got, oh, I don't know, 10 because the 40 family members or friends, you know, <laughs> yeah. forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, they want to support you. Of course, they want to be there for you and they want to, whatever journey or adventure you're going on this time, but just be true to yourself and, and just don't ask them to do it. I mean, it's okay to post on your personal Facebook. That's fine. If they're going to listen, they're going to listen. Um, uh, my family and friends are so used to it, but now they just see it and they scroll past it. It's like, oh, Jesus, what is he doing now? You know, so <laughs> there's there's no support or love for my friends or family. But that's OK, though, because I don't want their support or love. I want the actual listener who's going to subscribe, who's going to leave a review and listen to every single episode. Mm, yeah, for sure. Because I, I like just uh, I guess going back to the equipment um when Bryce and I started the House of Mario, we we started off with a blue snowball and we put it in the middle of us and we just talked towards it. Yeah, and uh, we put up an intro that was way too long. I think it, because we, what I tried to do was I tried to do it live on the iPad, but then I got nervous and I f- sort of didn't know when to cut in, and uh, and uh, pe- people told about us, told us about it. We're like, yeah, I know. I was going to make it like ten seconds. I got nervous. Went for an extra twenty. Uh, that's just what happens for you know the first couple of episodes because you're just finding your feet. Yeah. And episode four, we uh, got some. Uh, brand new mics because i said to myself i'm like i actually really like this i want to keep it going i want to uh, evolve it and i want to make the quality as best as possible so went on to amazon and got some audio technica microphones and all of that and yeah i think from there it just keep on learning and i think uh, one of the most important things too is getting involved in a a community of like-minded people absolutely um one of the best things i've done i've met heaps and heaps and heaps and heaps of friends through uh you know the gaming podcast channels just podcasting channels in general you know that's how that's how i become friends with simon and people from 8-bit who uh the house of mario sort of partnered up with and all of that and it's just been it's just been amazing meeting these people and a lot of them i've met in in person now when we're friends and we go out for beer when we go to pax australia and all of that and i think that was probably the, the best thing about starting a podcast because you know, Bryce and I, we talk, but um, having that sort of friendship expand for both of us was a really great thing. And I'd, it wouldn't have happened without, you know, starting a podcast where we just talk amongst ourselves. And I think it's just a really positive thing, podcasting in general. And I, I really, 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 really love it. I absolutely agree. And, and you don't know what doors are going to open. Um, you know, as I as I touched on earlier, you know, Get Unleashed was sold to Sirius XM. They bought it off of me. They gave me a royalty check and said, I want this show to be it wasn't Sirius XM back in the day. It was it was Sirius Radio cause before they merged. But I want this show. So they bought the rights to the show. They copyrighted it. They, they took it. They used it for three or four years. And, and now it's gone. But you never know. Hmm. And, and even like porno plots, the the one I, I reviewed, I think it was like my first couple episodes of Podcast Whisper, they wound up teaming up with an actual adult film company and like yeah. a, a, a very big <laughs> one nonetheless, um, you know, because they were reviewing the pornos in, in a very, you know, funny way 
Um, you know, I, I loved and and the, you know it was so so brilliant that the, they created names for themselves and everything. But this this company reached out and was like, hey, we want to officially sponsor your show so you can review our porn. You know, so I I think that's great. And I know that's, I know it sounds funny, but you never really know who's listening. And and the 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 unique thing about porno plots is that it's so niche because we already know right from the title what it's about. And it's so niche that they found immediately, I mean, they couldn't, they couldn't have picked a better fit for that. So if you can find your market, the people are listening. Sirius XM scouters are always listening. They're constantly digging through thousands and thousands of podcasts looking for hosts. Sometimes they'll take the host and not the show. Sometimes they'll take the show and not the host. You know, it really just depends what they're looking for and what they're trying to develop at that time. Mm. Yeah, I can imagine just starting a, a podcast like that and just I couldn't imagine what they would be thinking when they actually get someone reaching out to them saying, hey, we want to sponsor your show. It's like this porno company like, oh, <laughs> yeah, all right, this is this is stepping up a notch now. This exactly. isn't just something I do with my three other friends and muck around on a Saturday drinking a beer anymore. This could be actually something, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. But that's the beauty of podcasting, though, because some people mm. love the raw, unedited you know, just feel of it, the vibe, the you know, the conversation. Other people need a more produced uh, sound again, you know, the forgiving ears. So it really just depends what they're looking for at that time. And podcasting offers it all over the spectrum. I mean, there is a show literally for everything I reviewed. And I know you probably know this one too. The, um, the guy who reviews reviews of his podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, how <laughs> at first when I heard this, when I, when he submitted, I can't remember the name of the show, but he reviews people who leave him, leave him uh, reviews on iTunes and every week he comes on and he talks about those reviews and then gives them a review, which is absolutely brilliant. But at first I was like, this is a joke. There is no way. And I listened to it. I'm like, this is kind of hysterical, actually. You know, <laughs> so, so I reviewed it and it was great. It's it, it's it's thriving today. I mean, he's getting like 25 reviews a week now. And it's so stupid because it's about nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. When I heard it, like that is. That is a weird sort of premise for a show, but listening to it, it's just like, hey guys, yeah, uh, no reviews this week. And he just talks about something for a you know, couple of minutes. All right, bye-bye. Yep. But that's but it. It's the consistency, though. That's yeah. what's so great about it. He, Even though he didn't have a review or anything to talk about, he still came on. He's like, my friends told me that I should come on anyway just to check in with you guys. That's still, that's so brilliant. It's just so brilliant. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and I, I guess... Uh, as well, what advice would you have for someone like myself or my friends in the Australian podcast community who, who have been doing a couple of years and have, a, I guess, found found a point where they're sort of stagnating, uh, having trouble to grow and maybe uh, not seeing uh, points where they can improve and keep uh, pushing the show? I would say, honestly, you got to find your energy and you got to make it pop and make it your own and just keep pushing through. If if you're not feeling it anymore, if the passion or the energy's dying, then figure out a way. It's it's like a relationship, you know, whether you're in your guys or your girls. It's like a relationship. You have to figure out a way to keep it going, keep it thriving. You know, if you're the host is bored, imagine what your listeners are doing. If you're the host is is losing passion and you're losing the drive to do this every day and this now just becomes a oh, it's a glorified hobby. Oh my god, I don't want to edit this show or you know, I don't want to talk to this person. That's time for you to either step back and take a break and say, okay, well, what else can I do with this show? Listen to other people's shows to gather some ideas, you know, maybe switch it up a bit, try different guests, try different theme songs, uh, 
you know, try doing a different segment, introduce a new segment, just find ways to kind of liven it up a bit. My, I, I would say, honestly, just take a break from it because clearly it's, it's called, you know, podcast burnout and mm. just, Hey, I'm taking a break. I'll be back guys. You know, it, whether it's a couple days, a couple months, whatever, and just think about what can reignite that passion, what can reignite that power, because that, I mean, if you have a good listener base, that really is all you really need. But if it's the same thing over and over again and you're bored with it, then they're going to be bored with it. So either walk away or find a way to, to change it up a bit. Um, again, a different segment, a different host, a different topic. Uh, bring people on. You know, every day, you know, the house of Mario is about Nintendo. So people who play those games, let's talk to somebody else who, you know, plays those games and, and entertains those games as well as I do. You know, so just just try different, you know, just different techniques and things. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And uh, bringing people onto that show is something I really enjoy too, because it's just an excuse to talk about Nintendo games with uh, other like-minded people. So. Exactly. <laughs> and, and you know, and yeah. you can even talk to people who are not—I don't say hate Nintendo, but who are not Nintendo players—and try to change yeah. their mind about it. You know, like, hey, no, we—we—I've done that before too. <laughs> right. You know, I—you've yeah. played Tetris, you've played Super Mario. At some point in your life, I know you have. I mean, it's all over the place. So yeah. let's talk about this and figure out why yeah. you don't like Nintendo. Like, what can I do to change your mind? Yeah. Oh, well, I think we'll end the show there, but thank you so much for coming on, David. Uh, it was awesome to be able to talk to you, especially after, you know, listening to your show for um, 22 episodes. Wow. Um, Podcast I, Whisperer, I think that's what you have on iTunes. Crazy. I can't and see. Um, I don't even I don't even remember doing that many episodes. That's how passionate I am about that show. Hmm. Yeah, because like it's it's always weird when like you're list, you're listening to someone, whether it's on YouTube or a podcast, or whatever. But when you actually get to talk to them, it's always like, oh, right, yeah, yeah. No, I <laughs> listen. I get it. I, I'm the same way. Like when you reached out to me, is like because I've I've listened to the House of Mario, I, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm not a fan. I'm not not a fan of Nintendo. I'm just not a gamer by any means. I've played yeah, it. Yeah. I have a Switch, you know, and I don't know why. I well, you do. It. I do. I played it for like two weeks, and it's sat and it's sitting in its cradle. <laughs> Oh. It's been there for, you know, almost a year now. But, uh, you know, I, and sometimes I'll go back to it. Like, I was really into that Yoshi yarn game for a while. Now I'm kind of over it. But um, I've listened to your some of your episodes. And, and it, I always get excited when I can talk to other creators. Because like you said earlier, like-minded people. So whether it's a topic that, you know, we both enjoy or not, it's still just having that connection with somebody who's doing the same thing I am, just in a different level. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if anyone's interested in the the podcast you do or the social media or anything like that, um, all this will be in the show notes. But where would you uh, – oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> okay. uh, where can they go and find your uh, your shows? Well, they can always find me on Twitter at Confession Radio or at the Podcast Whisper. Um, they can find me on the podcast uh, – reviewmypodcast.com or confessionradio.net. Um, coaching, just email me in any one of those. If you, if you need help with your podcasts, I'm, I'm here to do that. Uh, like I said, I currently have three clients, which I'm at my max with that, but I can answer any questions, you know, any simple questions. Um, podcast whisper will be coming back. I just don't have a definitive date as of yet. Um, so definitely check me out on Twitter. Uh, that's the best way to get a hold of me at this point. Mm, awesome. Well, I th thank you very much uh, for your time and, uh, yeah. Uh, keep doing what you're doing because I'm, 
I'm enjoying hearing all the uh, all the reviews and all the stories you're doing over on your podcast. Thank you. Yeah, and we got some new stuff coming out for Confession Radio too. Um, I got some major celebrities reading confessions now too. So that's another part of all oh. this is that you're attracting this energy and these people are responding, which I think is great. I'm a very energy driven person. So, you know, I've got some major interviews coming up and some major confession readers coming up. So, you know, stay tuned because it's constantly reinventing itself. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast, Whisper. Do you want your show to be reviewed? Visit reviewmypod.com and submit it there. It's very easy. It's very simple. It's reviewmypod.com. I can't wait to hear your podcast.